Hello and welcome to Humans of Agape, a new podcast by Agape Europe. We are a community of people who make Jesus known, so lives are changed and Europe is transformed. We want to bring spiritual hope and help to people from all walks of life. I am your host, my name is Jochen Geck. I work in the student movement in Montpellier in the south of France, and I'm curious to hear about what God is doing across Europe. So this is what this podcast is all about. I interview people who are on staff with Agape and just ask them what God is doing in their lives and ministries. In today's episode, we're going to continue island hopping. There's really nothing better than that in the summer. So after trips to Iceland and England, we're off to Malta, where I get to talk with Charmaine Caruana. Hello, Charmaine. Hello. Great to talk to you. Charmaine, how are you? Okay, it's a good morning. It's a nice weather today in Malta, so yes, it's good to start the day in this way as well. Oh, yeah. What's the weather like in Malta? I've never been. Oh, in Malta in summer, it's uh, very hot, <laughs> like like the Mediterranean countries. Yes. In fact, today we have a temperature of 38 degrees. Oh, wow. So it's really hot. But hopefully next week it will go down a bit. But it's nice. The sea is beautiful. We have already started swimming in Malta. Um, so the sea is still very fresh. And we enjoy summer in this way, you know, by relaxing by the sea. Mm -hmm. Any tips for people in other European countries not so much used to the heat, how to deal with it? The, the primary thing, in fact, it is recommended even by the health department, is to drink a lot of water. Okay. Water is very necessary, otherwise you get dehydrated. And as much as possible, not to go in the sun between one o'clock and four o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, so time for a siesta. Yes, exactly. Uh -huh. That would be ideal, especially in a cool place with a fan or with an air condition. Okay, I'll try that right today. <laughs> Good. Charmaine... Tell me, what is it you do with Agape in Malta? Okay, so together with my husband, Leslie, we are the national representatives of Agape Malta. Um, officially, we have been doing this since 2011. Um, but then we are also um, serving in two main areas, which are the Shine Ministry, which is the youth area, and the Family Life Ministry. And when we speak Family Life in Malta, um, when we do meetings for couples, simultaneously, we organize meetings for kids, that is from the age of four till the age of eight. Then we organize meetings for pre-adolescents, and we take the ages from nine to 12. And then we have the 13 plus, that that would be the action for, for SHINE. We are directly involved in SHINE and family, family ministry. And obviously, we oversee all the other ministries, they have their own leaders, but if there is a big problem, they would refer to us and we will try to help uh, as much as we can. Well, I will definitely want to hear more of what's happening directly in those ministries, but let's get back a little to the first words you said, you're national representatives. Yes. What does that mean? In Malta, we are all volunteers. Mm -hmm. So we are representatives. So we are representing Kagape in Malta in a volunteer way. Yes. 
I think that's really exciting because we work so much with volunteers all across Europe. And now you get to tell us all about the volunteer perspective and even leading the, all the ministries in the country as a volunteer. Yes, which is different. It's very challenging. It's very challenging, but it's very fulfilling as well. Yes. So as you're a volunteer, you have a day job too? Yes. What is it you do? So basically I work in the main hospital. I am in a cardiac technician. Now the cardiac technician, our work is to assist the cardiologist during an intervention. So basically it's a small theater. It's not one of the big theaters where they do the open heart surgeries. That is something different. In our theater, we do angiograms, angioplasties, pacemakers, and many other interventions that do not require an open heart. Um, so basically there are times when I'm on call as well, and this happens one every eight days when I will be on call. Okay, so as I can see, what's challenging is that it's not only a very challenging job, but also that it's time-wise not just a nine-to-five job, but uh, gets you involved a lot more. It is very demanding because, as you might see, we have delicate patients coming in, so you have to be focused all the time. You can't go to work and say, okay, today I'll take it a bit easy. There is no day where you can hmm. take it a bit easy because the, the job is very stressful, but it's very fulfilling as well. Because, and I will say this, it is very fulfilling when you have a patient who is dying on the table, literally dying, and we as a team, because we will be five people in the theater working together to save the life, we managed to save a life, then that is very fulfilling. And once I, I was at a supermarket, I was with my husband, we were doing the shopping, and there was this man who came running to me and he told me, you saved my life, you saved <laughs> my life one day. And I was there looking at him. I got all red because I, I felt shy. But I, I turned to him and I told him, thank you for the encouragement because I'm glad to see the person whom one day, you know, I saved the life. And I told him, thank you for the encouragement. Yes. So yes, these are stories in my life. And one could say that with your day job and also with your volunteer work, you get to work on hearts, right? Yes, always <laughs> on hearts. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, how do you find the time or maybe even the, the energy for all this volunteer work besides your day job? Yeah, I will start with the energy because the energy is something that God gives me. You know, it all started way back when God touched my life. And he changed my life in a way that I know that God not only exists, but God loves me in a personal way. And this reality changed my, my life forever. From then on, from this experience, I wanted that people would realize that Jesus really loves them in a personal way. Because sometimes we, we look at Jesus as that perfect person, the God, and how can I reach out to him? And actually, he is there reaching out to us, you know. So when I experienced this reality, I wanted to share it with others. So the energy comes from that, from remembering that this is something that God has done in my personal life. Now, the time. The time, it's not always easy. There are times when we do struggle to find time, especially because we have a family as well. I mean, I'm married. I have an 18-year-old son. And we try to give family time a priority as well. So, you know, the balance between work 
Agape ministry and family is not always easy. Um, but thank God we managed to find time and we have learned through even, and this is where people in Malta have guided us and people in the leadership of Agape, which I want to honor and thank at this moment, um, that they have guided us to be careful, not to overload ourselves, you know, and to take care of our personal lives as well. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we have people who guide us to be able to find the balance. Because in our way, in our world, when we have a, have a secular job and a volunteer job as well, uh, balance is very, very important. And we don't always manage to find the right balance, but we try. Yeah. So you mentioned that you are personally involved, you and your husband, in Shine and in the couples ministry. Tell me a little bit about both, actually, what's happening in those ministries in Malta. The Family Life Ministry uh, have been running now for 15 years. We started with a small group where 10 couples used to attend. Basically, we organize monthly meetings. And now we have around 80 couples who attend on a regular basis. Um, we do formation and we call the family ministry, we call it belong. And we call it belong for a reason. Because we encourage people to belong to each other. So some of the meetings are focused on the relationship. We encourage them to belong to a group where the group is nurturing them and forming them. And last but not least, we encourage them to belong to God. And basically, our idea is to encourage couples to keep Jesus in the center of their relationship. As I said before, we have experienced, not just myself, but even as a couple, we have experienced Jesus in a personal way. And we wish to lead people uh, and to provide a space where people might be able to receive Jesus in this way. And like this, they w- themselves will invite them in their marriage, in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you have an example of somebody who was blessed in that way through your ministry? Yes, we have quite a lot of couples actually. But I will mention, I will mention two different experiences that we know that God touched them in a different way. One of the couples, we don't see them anymore. But thank God, we know they are still together and they still have Jesus in their lives. Another couple have walked for five years with us and are now in, even in the leadership of the ministry. Wow. So, uh, just something small about these two experiences. So, apart from the monthly meetings every year, we also organize a weekend for couples. Like a weekend to remember, but they always have a different team. And we get guest speakers, sometimes we get guest speakers from Agape as well, from abroad. And once I remember we had this couple, they sent us a message And uh, they told us, we wish to come. We are at, a, at the end of our marriage. Uh, we already went to the lawyer, but we want to give it the last shot. And we're hmm. coming to your weekend. And I said, oh, Lord, please, <laughs> you have to do something because we are just organizing, and, but we don't have the power. And they came to the retreat. And thank God, God really touched their hearts. They remained together. They didn't separate. Um, they're still together, and not only they are together, but they have Jesus in their lives. They don't come to our ministry anymore. They go to another ministry, but it's okay. The important thing is they, that they have Jesus in their lives now and that they are following him. Another couple, this happened five years ago, 
they came. Basically, they were passing through a very difficult phase as well. The friends of the wife were encouraging her to leave the husband. Mm. But she had one colleague who told her, I am attending this group. Come and see. Maybe it appeals to you. And they came. First, the husband didn't want to come. Then he braced himself and mm. he joined her. And, they, and immediately they felt welcomed. So they started coming. They started coming slowly, slowly. And nowadays they are responsible for leading the ministry of the kids. And they are part of the leadership as well. So similar stories, but with two different outcomes. And yes. we thank God for both. Yeah. And we believe that, yes, Jesus does make a difference. So that is the couple's ministry. Mm-hmm. The Shine Ministry has started more recently. It has started three years ago. It is growing slowly. And now we are at a very interesting phase. Because till a year ago, uh, it was five couples that we were taking care of these 40 youths. But this last year, we asked 12 youths if they wanted to involve themselves even more. Mm-hmm. We, well, actually, we asked 16. Out of the 16, 12 of them said yes. And they committed themselves uh, that they want to serve. And now we are forming them to be leaders themselves. So they themselves, we we call them Shine Crew. And they are involved in doing things and bringing people. Next Friday, we have what we're calling the Shine Experience, where we are inviting other teams so that we tell tell them what we are doing and how God is touching our hearts. And it will be you themselves who will be presenting this evening, this whole evening. So, yes, God is doing quite a few things. And when you hear youths saying, we used to hear our parents speak about Jesus, but now we know that Jesus is with us because we have experienced him. You know, it's something that encourages us a lot. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Excellent. And I like how you stress getting people involved and challenging them to take over leadership themselves and growing that way. I love that. And like you told with the story of the couple who started out just coming to the meetings and now leading a part of them and the the youth too. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's key when working with volunteers? Yes. For us, that, for us, that is the key. So basically what we do first... We let God obviously touch them and start changing their lives. We, we let them experience the beauty. And then it comes natural that when you experience this beauty, you will start wanting to serve. So we start with asking them to help us in the practical things. And then at the same time, you will see their commitment, their way of involvement, how it goes. And then you see where God leads you and where God leads them as well. You know, people show you where they are going. And we involve people in this way. Yes, because in volunteers, that is key. When we do the work we do, and when, thank God, the ministry is growing in this way, we need people. That mm-hmm. is the biggest challenge we have. We need people to be able to help us run the ministry. And thank God, people come. And God sends us people. And we are, we are open. We are open to trust them. Sometimes, sometimes we do get people whom you trust and then leave you know but that happens even in, in football clubs it happens mm-hmm. in in any other social social uh, in the social world 
So yes, it does happen. But we, we, we continue working and we continue encouraging people uh, to serve God because we believe when God really touches the heart of people, you can't st- sit comfortably doing nothing, but you have to do something. And something interesting as well that we have within Agape, which started uh, a year and a half ago, is the women's ministry. Oh. We have a new women's ministry. Basically, Agape organizes women's gathering once every two years. And once I took two ladies with me, and after, after that experience, one of them told me, in Switzerland, they organize these women's breakfast. And she told me, I am interested in starting something similar. What do you go? What mm-hmm. do you say? And I said, definitely go for it. If you want to do it, I will encourage you. I will support you. Um, just go for it. And she did. And uh, basically, we now organize two main events already where we had 120 people and the the beauty of it is that the big majority so about 80% don't come to our usual ministries but they have come just for that for that event for the women's do which is very interesting as well so I'm sharing this because this is how um, we do it in the volunteers world you know you get people excited about it you encourage them to do it. We oversee it to make sure that it is within within the bounds. And yes, and we go on from there. Yeah. And we pray. Prayer is very important as well. Something that I know that within Agape, this is something which is very important. And I believe it has to continue being something important. Because we believe Psalm 127 verse 1 is the basis of all that we do. Unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers will labor in vain. Amen. So, so we believe that whatever we do has to be supported in prayer. Yes. And talking about a house, a special house, I've heard you've had a very interesting gathering within the women's ministry for the International Women's Day. Is that true? Actually, that was the first women's activity that we had. And we had the privilege to have this event at the palace of the president wow so the venue was very nice <laughs> people came because obviously because we had a good speaker invited and even because many of them had never been to the president's palace so it was an of experience course. itself yeah uh, and even the second event was there so at the palace but once was in the morning and the other one was in the afternoon so we could experience the sun and the sunset well how did that happen do you have friends in high places good connections to the president the person who was taking care of the women's ministry was looking for venues where we could be able to do this event and we couldn't find any and where we were finding they were going to charge us a lot of money and since it is a voluntary organization we don't charge people money you know, we charge them when we are ordering food. So we were looking, and th- this, uh, her name is Fiona. Uh, she was speaking to one of her friends, and she said, why don't you ask the, the president if she would lend you one of her places? And Fiona went, but how do we do that? And she said, I have a contact. Let me give you the contact. And she gave her the contact. She sent an email, and the email, the, the reply was positive immediately. Well, Fiona told me, I thought she was joking. She was pulling my leg. And I said, the way of Fiona, come on. Let's... She told me, sure, I'm serious. 
if they give us permission, will we go there? And I said, of course we go there. <laughs> and they gave us the use of the place uh, for free. Wow. So that for us was, was a big blessing. And yep. then what we did, we did a collection and we gave it to the president because the president runs uh, a charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called the Community Chest Fund. So basically the presidents have this fund where they, they help people in need. And when mm-hmm. we were over there, we, we did a collection and we, we gave them to the president for this course. I love that. You're being blessed and you bless them in return. Yes, yes. Yes. And I want to get back to what you said earlier about when working with volunteers, have them experience things, get them excited, and of course, uh, trust in the Holy Spirit. What would you say are the joys and special blessings of working exclusively with volunteers? The joys are that we are all experiencing the same thing. We are all doing the same journey. We are all, most of us, or the majority of us, have works that are very responsible in our secular work and responsibility in the ministry. Now, this helps us in two ways. Because we are very much in touch, having a secular job, we are very much in touch with the situations, with nowadays situations. So we see firsthand how the mentality is changing, how the cultural attitudes are changing, and that we can bring then, when we are discussing the way forward for the ministry. So, having people working in hospitals, in schools, in uh, banks, we get a variety of experiences, which we bring then, the joys and even the difficulties when we're discussing as a team. And that helps, as, as I said before. Something else um, that we are open and careful of is that obviously when you have a full-time job and then you are involved in ministry, we have to be sensitive to each other that there will be times when a person wouldn't be able to give as much as they used to in that particular time. Mm-hmm. because of circumstances. For example, if someone has been giving an, uh, given a new responsibility at work and the, the, his boss sent him for a course, then during that period, obviously, we can't burden him with more responsibilities, but we need to share the responsibilities between us. That would be a burden for the team because they would have more work. Sometimes the burdens are these, that we have that uh, unexpected situations arise and obviously that that work needs to be divided amongst the rest Mm -hmm. but thank god we have a very good team and we share we do share responsibilities and that is helpful for us because there were times in the old days this i'm speaking about eight years ago when things used to fall on our shoulders so we My husband and I used to get very tired because we used to end up doing our responsibilities and other people's as well. Now, Mm. thank God, we have a team with whom we can share these responsibilities. So speaking about volunteers, so about from the leadership who are very, very committed 
Then we have another group of people, about another, because in the leadership we are uh, 15 people at the moment. Then we have another 15 couples, so another 30 people, who are in what we call, we don't call it a community really, we call it a communion of families. Mm -hmm. um, it's called impact families, where there we, we receive formation, deeper formation this time, more on our personal spiritual life, on what service is and why we serve, and how to serve, and what Jesus says about serving. And these are the people who want to help in the ministry and do different things. So some help with the practical things. There are others who help us by giving teachings, and we involve them in that way as well. Now in there, you have people with different levels of commitment. You have people who can commit themselves to another meeting a month, there are people who can commit themselves to only organizing one activity a year. So, but we ask them, and as they tell us, we, we involve them in the way they can be involved. So we try not to overdo them. Mm -hmm. At the same time, if we see a couple who have been coming for many years, um, and we see that they are interested, we try to invo start involving them slowly, slowly. So, yes, when it comes to volunteers, you have to be with your eyes open all the time. <laughs> because sometimes there might be couples next to you or, or youths next to you who want to involve themselves. And we, we end up too busy doing our own thing and don't realize that there are other couples who can help us in that. Yeah. So at the time, we are trying to be uh, attentive to these situations. Yes, that makes sense. Now, tell me, Charmaine, what are ways that we can be praying for Agape Malta? So, the first thing is that God continues to bless us in the way he has been blessed us in the last years. Um, he has been very faithful, so yes, please do pray for his blessings, to continue showering us with his blessings, and for his protection upon us as well. That is very important, because sometimes, um, as you, I'm sure there are times you experience it as well, when, when you do get the burdens of having to do things, having to be there. So yes, that those two things, blessing and protection. And there is a verse that strikes, strikes me a lot. When Jesus looks at the fields and he says, look, the fields are ripe for harvest, but the laborers are few. So please pray for us that the Lord will send us more leaders. Leaders who are able to work in the various ministries. We mentioned the kids, the youths, the couples. We have a ministry for engaged couples as well, a women ministry. So please pray that the Lord will send us laborers that will be able to help us work in the Lord's harvest. Yeah, I will definitely pray for that. And I hope so will our listeners. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you, Charmaine, for everything you shared. So fun to get to know different aspects of Agape ministry and hearing about Malta and everything that God's doing. Thank you. And we thank God for that. Yes. Well, 
Charmaine, well, thanks again for your time and God bless you. God bless you too. That was Charmaine Caruana. She's Agape's national representative in Malta. Please do pray for the ministry there. If you have ideas for the perfect next guest or questions, you can reach me at agape at agapeeurope.org. Other than that, you can also find Agape Europe on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or check out our website agapeeurope.org. I'm Jochen Geck and this is Humans of Agape. See you next time.